0: This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, and this is the podcast where we explore all things ag bioscience, the people, products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. In March, it was announced that Living Greens Farm, the largest aeroponic farm in the United States, establish operations in Indiana, a $70 million investment that will create up to 120 new jobs by 2024. Their lettuce greens and herbs require 95% less water and 99% less land to grow year round without pesticides or GMOs. I am thrilled today to be joined by George Pastrana. George is the CEO of Living Greens Farm and Melanie Faust, the company's VP of supply chain, both coming to us from uh, their offices in uh, suburban Minneapolis. Welcome to you both.
1: Thank you, we're glad to be here, thank you Gary. Thank you
0: Gary. Uh, uh, Right, I wanna get um, into your uh, expansion into Indiana, your products and this really cool technology, but first interested um, in your paths to get where you are today. George, I'll start with you a bit about your background and uh, how you uh, got to Living Green's Farm.
1: Yeah, thank you. I, I, I joined the company nearly two years ago as its president CEO, uh, a long time back. I started my career as a, as a plant engineer, project engineer for Procter & Gamble, and uh, subsequently went to grad school and uh, started off a career in marketing, sales, innovation, and strategy, all in consumer-facing industries, a variety of different companies, Most recently, before joining Living Greens Farm, I was the President Chief Operating Officer of Dogfish Head Craft Brewery uh, in Southern Delaware. Um, Uh,
0: I've had that beer. Very good. Very good. Hey, Melanie, how about you? I know you have an extensive career in food. Uh, Talk about your path to Living Greens Farm.
2: Thank you, Gary. So yes, I've worked in the consumer packaged goods space for most of my career, both domestically and had opportunities to work in consumer packaged goods internationally. Gary, I have a passion for continuous improvement, a passion for food and passion for technology. And as I look at the indoor egg space in Living Greens, this is a great fit to really continue to grow those passions. You know, we're shaping the next generation of farms and the next generation of farmers. And that's just an exciting space to be in. And then if we drill down even further into what Living Greens offers, I'm really excited about how we grow and harvest and package all under one roof, which helps minimize any food safety risk. And the fact that we can do that within 24 hours, which guarantees freshness to the customer and the consumer. So those are some of the key points that said, yep, sign me up.
0: Yeah. Um, Living Greens Farm is uh, one of the largest aeroponic farms in the United States. I want to talk about that technology. But first of all, just by definition, George, what is aeroponic farming?
1: Uh, Yeah, aeroponic farming is essentially uh, a method of farming indoors, whereby the plants' roots are suspended in the air and they're misted with uh, uh, a nutrient-rich uh, mist uh, of water. Uh, it's uh, different from hydroponic, which is perhaps a more common form of growing indoors, where the roots are bathed in water uh, that they share along the grow system um, through different methods. Uh, out of the dozens of indoor farms uh, sprouting, pun across the United States, we're one of only three or so aeroponic farms uh, aeroponic growers. Uh, we've been doing this for over 11 years, uh, perfecting, uh, this method of aeroponic growing, uh, which is a bit more difficult than hydroponics. Um, through our disruptive innovative growing platform, we saw a variety of different problems, uh, caused by, uh, experienced by traditional farming. Uh, we're local, we ship to local, uh, a local metropolitan area, uh, we're non-GMO, pesticide-free. We use less water and land, as you mentioned earlier. Before, but what makes us truly unique is that we're the only indoor farming operation that can grow full-size heads of lettuce. Uh, and what makes that important is that that lettuce can then be prepared, processed into ready-to-eat bag salads and salad kits, which are a consumer preferred form for uh, for their leafy green consumption.
0: So, you, George, you feel there are advantages when you, when you talk about aeroponic farming versus hydroponic when it comes to, to yield, food safety, sustainability, a lot of those those key issues?
1: Uh, not so much sustainability. I think we're probably all on the same, same par there. But, so yeah, certainly with respect to yields, our yields are significantly higher. Uh, we grow, as I mentioned before, to a full-size, adult-size head of lettuce, whereas hydroponic growers tend to stop at a baby green, baby leaf, uh, plant, usually about uh, three three to four ounces in
0: size. Mm-hmm. Melody, your focus is supply chain, and uh, your job is quite a bit interesting uh, these days with all of the supply chain issues. Talk about that from, from your perspective at, at Living Green's Farm, uh, the supply chain issues. Do you see them easing at all? Has, has it been a big issue in, in your space?
2: So, Gary, when I think about supply chain issues, you know, we've all experienced a lot of pinch points within the supply chain over the past few years. And transportation availability was one of those pinch points that everyone's experienced. And the solve that Living Greens brings to the Muncie community is you're going to be less reliant on that over the road trucking of Greens from California and Arizona. So you're going to have fresh local greens delivered shorter distances it'll take hours to get the leafy greens to the customer and the consumer versus days and weeks shipping over the road and that long haul and then of course less miles less carbon emissions that's just a great benefit for all of us
0: yeah you kind of answered my next question melanie but but talk about uh indiana muncie in particular but indiana in general its location here in the the heartland and what advantages that brings when it comes to distribution logistics and those important issues
2: so as we look at muncie indiana and its location it's close to the customer base and again it's about transportation and minimizing the transportation and being able to provide that really fresh greens and salad kits to the community
0: yeah Uh, George, uh, talk about it It was March that you announced plans to add the operations uh, in Muncie, in Indiana, Delaware County, new facility, 120 uh, new jobs, potentially by 2024. Talk about this location and Indiana in general as a desirable location, why you picked this spot for this important uh, expansion.
1: Yeah, we wanted to pick uh, a perfect location to the extent possible that could help us serve uh, the Midwest and Mid-South regions of the United States. As Melanie mentioned, Indiana is central to that. But we also looked in Illinois and we looked in Ohio uh, and what we found really that, that made Indiana really stand out was uh, the, the the great business-friendly environment. Uh, they're all together. Uh, and then importantly, the, the type of enthusiasm and support for our, uh, for our project uh, by the state of Indiana, the, Delaware County uh, folks, the economic development folks in Delaware County, and even uh, the Muncie municipality itself. It was uh, just kind of a a great team effort on behalf of Indiana. Uh, The Department of Agriculture of Indiana as well was very, very helpful and instrumental uh, in helping us to understand the benefits overall of doing uh, this project in in Indiana Um, and, and, and to become kind of really good partners in the community. Uh, as this project uh, unfolds over the, over the next two to three years. I think also important to us, one of the specs that we had in site location was uh, making sure, as you mentioned, we're, we're gonna be hiring uh, upwards of two, 120 plus uh, workers in the coming years. Uh, what we wanted to make sure was that we had a location that had a reputation for reliable, well-trained, hard-working population, uh, as future co-workers for Sierra Good and Greens Farms. Yeah. We found that in the greater
0: ones here. Yeah, technology automation uh, will play a big part in this new uh, facility uh, from seating to packaging. Uh, talk about the investment in innovation and how that creates uh, opportunities uh, for business growth, uh, but also maybe, um, you know, talent development uh, going forward.
2: You know, businesses in the area with a drive for continuous improvement have great opportunities in the indoor egg space. You know, we'll have at Living Greens everything from simple conveyance to full scale robotics. And that technology is still developing in this space. You know, I think of our expansion into Muncie as the first generation, but my team would gasp they would say, Melanie, this is generation 20 or this is generation 30. We keep continually improving and adding and advancing that technology in that indoor egg space, which is really exciting. So I feel there's lots of opportunities for business to partake in this rapidly growing industry. And on the same token for talent development, we're shaping the next generation of farmers. And that's really exciting. And taking that driver, that passion for growing and farming, and combining that with technology and operations. And in order to do that, Gary, we're going to need some training and development programs. And I'm really looking forward to what Muncie has to offer in that area. I've heard some great things about different technical education and automation and other areas, and definitely looking forward to
1: learning more.
0: Yeah. Has Indiana... Uh... Become somewhat of a, a hub or center for indoor farming. Your aeroponic operations, and then I know there are a couple of big operations. I think up in in northern Indiana, maybe that's the hydroponic thing. I'm not sure, but it seems like there's a lot of investment in the indoor farming space. Is that that's happening in Indiana? And if so, does that offer advantages, uh, you know, to you as you look to grow going
1: forward? Yeah, yeah. I think it's fair to say that you know Indiana is kind of traditionally a great farming. Uh, state right it's one of the, the, the great farming states of the country and uh, and so i think there's a lot of uh know-how and knowledge there uh over the decades around um, you know innovation and new practices best practices in farming so uh, i think uh, as a destination for other indoor farms and, and specifically ourselves you know it's it's the type of community that has uh, great resources like purdue a great ag school like purdue that Would be a partner of ours. Ball State, there, great potential partners. Uh, ID Tech in in, uh in Muncie as well. So I I think that 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 what 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 potentially makes the state a future magnet for more indoor farming investment is are the great resources surrounding the idea uh, and, and principles of farming
0: in a traditional science. Yeah, a question for either of you or both, uh, because you talk about the assets, uh, be it Purdue, or in your case, closer to home, uh, Ball State there in Muncie, and, and other uh, assets in the ag bioscience space and the work that Agrinovus is doing, and really since its inception, there's been a lot of uh, again, I'll use the word momentum in the ag bioscience space uh, on so many fronts. How does that play into your enthusiasm for Indiana as a place to grow?
1: Uh, well, you know, I, I, it's like, as I mentioned earlier, it's it's a it's a place where we know there are resources for partnership in further developing our technology, uh, training and development of our co-workers. Uh, a resource for hiring, uh, you know, future farmers uh, in, in this indoor space. Um, there's there's a lot of um, of of innovation yet to come in this space, and with that type of part, those types of partnerships, uh, and and, uh, and and a coalition like noticed, uh helping to channel uh, resources, I think um, you know that, that weighed heavily on our decision uh, to come into Indiana.
0: Yeah. I'll ask each of you this this question in terms of uh, kind of uh, the future. I know you're just getting started here in Indiana, but so much is is happening in in a, in a rapid way in uh, in your industry and, and where you're at uh, in terms of looking to the future and the potential, kind of that eye on the horizon, uh, if you will. And Melanie, I'll start with you from your supply chain focus. Um, what do you see as uh, as real opportunities and kind of next steps for Living Greens Farm?
2: So as I look at our expansion into Muncie, we're looking at expanding into phases. So we're going to start with the first phase of the facility and then continue to expand to phase two and phase three. So as I look at that, it's a continual expansion of that platform within Muncie. And then from a transportation perspective to guarantee that freshness, just looking in that local community to distribute within hours to make sure we can hit the customers and consumers within hours.
0: Gotcha. Hey, George, tell me, uh, because I didn't ask you about that, but it just in terms of, of customers, potential customers, uh, kind of the acceptance of, uh, I, I know you've, uh, I think, have some deals. Uh, you've landed or in the works. Talk, talk about that that customer acceptance and interest uh, in your products.
1: Yeah, you know, we we've, we've spent the last three years here at Living Green's Farm proving out our commercial scalability, our commercial model. Um, and we established here in the Twin Cities, uh, in whisk in Wisconsin and all the way down to the Chicago metroland, they're great partnerships with re, uh, national chains such as Walmart and Whole Foods, as well as premium regional chains like Kowalski's and Lunds and Byerly's and Fresh Time. Um, actually, Fresh Time more of a national chain, but you know, we we what, we what we've been able to demonstrate with these with these partners are a couple of benefits com- as compared to conventional farming supply or other indoor indoor growers and that is uh, our supply to them is uninterrupted. it's 365 days a year that we grow. by virtue of the fact that we we don't experience recalls we're not dependent on mother nature to uh, achieve a specific yield. We, our yields are consistently at target where we where we need to be so we can supply customers with fresh great tasting high quality uh, leafy greens. On the consumer side, um, we're the only indoor grower doing ready-to-eat bag salads, and salad kits. So we satisfy the consumer's need for uh, convenience um, and um, and great nutrition that you get out of those ready-to-eat bag salads and salad kits, which by by uh, by the way are the fastest-growing segment in the, in the category. Which makes you know customers, our uh, customers like Whole Foods, you know, really excited to to do business with us.
0: George, your uh, eye on the future year, uh, as you look to the next uh, several years, in particular here in Indiana, uh, talk about your your vision uh, when it comes to growth and opportunities.
1: Yeah, as Melanie mentioned, we are planning the first the first build out in Muncie to be over three phases. The property that we are leasing in Muncie also has another 17 acres associated to it. So uh, we have, further expansion potential in Muncie should demand uh, outstrip the capacity that we're building in this first first project. Um, We also ultimately going to power the facility with a a sustainable uh, resource like renewable resource like solar or geothermal. So there's that project for the the site uh, on the horizon. Beyond that, um, our goals uh, over the next three to four years are to build multiple facilities across the United States to bring our, our fresh, uh, high quality leafy greens to consumers all around all our country.
0: George Pastrana is the CEO of Living Greens Farm. Melody Faust, the company's VP of supply chain. Really appreciate both of you taking the time to join us uh, today on the podcast. Uh, welcome to Indiana, really look forward to see your uh, your growth and uh, your presence expanding here in Indiana. Thanks again.
1: Thank you, Gary. Hope to have you at the grand opening of, uh, of the facility when we're ready.
0: Very good. Thank look you, Gary. You. you bet. And thank I'm you welcome. for tuning in, uh, tuning in to Ag Bioscience. Get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions like this by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast and while there you can also access our entire library of archived episodes and you can always learn more online at agrinovasindiana.com on behalf of the entire agrinovas team i'm gary dick thanks for listening we'll see you next time This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick and produced by Kayla Chittister and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana Business News from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.